finishes him. How about that? One. What a hit. Falls free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Way to the end zone, and Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. You got barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me. Welcome back to Serial Bowls. Patrick, how are we doing? It's the greatest time of the year, Ned. I mean, we're at the end of the season, basically, but it's Thanksgiving week. We got football on basically every day. Um, Rivalry games, desperation, bowl eligibility, playoff implications. We are in the thick of it. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. This is the best week of the year, um, without a doubt. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Let's get to some news first. Dino Babers out at Syracuse. Yikes. Um, finally time. Um, I like Dino. Uh, he did some good stuff in the Mac. Um, I thought it was a good hire at the time, but uh, the consistency in the league just isn't there. Uh, 4-0 start this year. You're feeling pretty good. I think they got some top 25 buzz, uh, but they've laid an absolute egg in the league. One and yep. six. I mean, you just can't have it. Yeah, uh, I feel like for the past three or four years, it's been like, great start from Syracuse, and they don't make a bowl. Yeah. Um, they're, they're somehow worth Maryland, because they're they're not doing this in the Big Ten East. They're just doing it in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Syracuse is a start from scratch there. Um, who knows who they'll hire, but... Uh, Al Golden from Notre Dame. Is you think a- so? Big name. I was listening to you know a Notre Dame centric podcast today, and Golden has Northeast ties. He and then the the reporter said Golden would take the interview if offered. Um, I kind of think he will get that interview. I, I don't know if he'll end up getting the job or, or taking it, but uh, that's the first name I've seen. I also saw Sean Lewis. Um, I saw that current, too. Current Colorado OC. Um, if I'm if I'm Sean Lewis and Pittsburgh Steelers are calling me, I, I might take that job. Well, no, Sean Lewis is going to be called by the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, so he'll not be there taking you out of the <laughs> That is a better job. That's a much better job. Yeah. Um, I mean, NFL OC is NFL OC, but um, if you look at uh, Notre Dame coordinator track records, Elko might get the AM job or, or the Michigan State job. Um, waiting for a Power 2 job might be better than, than, than trying to get your uh, a, a Power 5 a yeah. head coaching job. Like I, I like Lewis, obviously that's what he wants. That's why he's, that's why he left the head coaching job at Kent to become the OC at Colorado was to get himself a power five job. But you know, obviously things aren't working out great in Boulder this year. So I, I but I think ultimately that's still his goal. So I, I think that'd be a good fit. I think you just got to get a ball coach in there um, because it's Syracuse. It's upstate New York. And this isn't like, you know, Albany even like it was way up there. Like this is going to be a, it's a tough place to recruit to. Um, it's a basketball school. Yeah. Um, 
and they just haven't had a lot of success, um, certainly not in, in the recent era. And it's only going to get harder uh, as the, the top of, the, of this sport uh, crystallizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Jordan Travis out for the year for Florida State. Uh, he got a pretty gnar- pretty gnarly ankle injury against North Alabama. Um, that sucks, obviously, and it really sucks. Who's against North Alabama? Um, I don't – and they were losing at the time 13 to nothing. Um, yeah, he came out and I mean, Florida State just like crushed them because they're Florida State and it was they're North Alabama. But uh, it felt really, it really sucked to watch this happen in a meaningless game. Um, at, we talked about last week, FSU spiritually participating in SoCon Saturday. Um, that sucks. I mean, I, I don't know if him having a horrible ankle injury would be any better if it was against like NC State, but it wouldn't feel as pointless, I guess. Um, so this certainly changes the tenor of the conversation around Florida state. Um, yeah, they're, they're back up, like watching like highlights from the game. I, I it just, I don't know if that will admit do, I have a feeling that I think the rankings come out here in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes on the, um, we, new, yeah, we're going to have a little live react. I, I think this will be the first time we're recording during them. I think Washington's finally going to make the jump to four. Um, and yeah. Florida state's going to be sitting in the back seat here. Yeah, I mean that that being said, if I you know, if they get if they win the ACC at 13 and 0, there's no reason they shouldn't be in. Um Yeah. I mean, we saw Ohio State win a national championship with backup quarterback. We saw Alabama do it, you know, as well. Um I just like Florida State's undefeated. Yeah. But just because they play in the ACC, I've just I'm not really impressed with like they, they destroyed LSU to start the season. Yep. But like I don't know, man. It just feels kind of gross. Obviously, they're a P5 school that could be 13 and 0. Um, that it definitely warrants and usually nine out of ten times makes the playoffs. But it's just oof. I don't know. Backup quarterback, uh, say Georgia somehow probably will win the SEC in the number one and. It's not going to be a good time for them. Yeah, uh, the SEC is just as bad. So, oh, we'll, we'll, okay. We'll, yeah, you we'll know what? You make you there. make a good point there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll 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 talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, your your power conference. Uh, they just they did destroy that LSU team. Um, and if they win the ACC, that will be against a top ten Louisville team. Um, it, it's hard for me to say they don't deserve to get in, um, especially because. Um, you know, it's it's they, this is a league that plays one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, yeah, eight power conference games. They have Florida and LSU. That's two SEC teams as well. So they play ten power conference games plus the conference championship. Yeah. Uh, you can't. Yeah, I mean, they deserve to get in just flat out. Yeah, um, I already know the Paul Feinbaum and the rest of the SEC shills on ESPN would be like, even if Alabama loses, what would Vegas say? Shut. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> God, I hate that shit. Why even play the games? You know what? Why bother? Just let's all go to Las Vegas. Let's all go to the Circa, bet MGM, whatever, and just say, who do you think is going to win? And we say, hey, you want to get rid of concussions? Perfect. We don't even have to play football anymore. Man, <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that shit. No, oh, you are going to see it. Nick Saban pulled that shit last year. Say, well, if you look at Vegas, shut. have some. Oh, dinner. yeah, he did do that. Just. It's embarrassing. That's such an embarrassing way to think about the sport. 
uh, an act and then use a, a, as a legitimate argument for playoff inclusion, shut the fuck up. Yes. That's cooking. Oh, that's disgusting. Cooking. All right. I want to stop. God, <laughs> if I, Oh, if I, if any of you do that shit to me, blocked on site, duffed out in person, it's no, it's no problem for me. All right. Let's get some good news. Camerizing is coming back for his seventh year, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess Richard doesn't really count, but he's coming back at Utah uh, for 2024, which is awesome. He is a phenomenal college player. Um, and as someone pointed out, he started his career in the Big 12 with Texas. He's going to end his career in the Big 12 with Utah. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just a, a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. Utah is one of this season's biggest what-if teams for me. Um, because in addition to him, they've had a ton of injuries, especially on offense. Um, they were, I mean, they got obliterated by Arizona this past weekend. Um, Arizona's a good football team, but Utah is on their like third and fourth string at like every single skill position. Right. Um, so I really was hoping to see them at full strength to see what they could have done against your Washingtons, your Oregon's, your Oregon States. Um, so yeah, that, that 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 was a bummer for sure. Um, but. Uh, so I'm excited to watch him come back for the Utes. Uh, I'm just excited to watch them uh, be up and running at full strength. I really like watching them play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be exciting for them uh, next season. Uh, hopefully he'll have a healthy one and wish him the best. Yeah. Uh, another guy coming back that we all love, Sam Pittman, back at Arkansas for 24. There were a lot of rumors about him being fired or maybe similar to Brady Hoke San Diego State asked to retire kind of moved into more of a university spokesman role because uh, he's very beloved there. He took that program over. I mean, Chad Morris left it a smoking crater, frankly. Um, I mean, this Arkansas program was bad and they're not having a great year this year, but the they're still nowhere close as bad as they were under Morris. Yeah. Uh, this feels like just like, uh, Hey, you get like one more year to yeah. turn this thing around kind of thing. Um, but and, I'm gonna have to look up his age. I don't believe he's a young guy. But no. I think I think he yeah, he's 61. So he has had he's been a football coach since 1984. Mm-hmm. Um so he's got a lot of miles on the tires. Um he did not even rise to um a, like a coordinator, like he's never been a coordinator until he got his first ever head coaching job in 2020 uh at Arkansas. So um, he has brought this, uh, team to a really good place. And I, I think everyone's very appreciative of it. Um, but I, I, I think it might be time. Um, yeah. and, and I, so I think this lets everyone get everything in order. Uh, Arkansas can identify targets. Um, maybe they can have a coach and waiting situation. I mean, maybe not like Muschamp and Mac Brown, but I know they have a young coordinator there. That's really popular. Um, uh, he's an Auburn alum and I know. Auburn fans might, might want to match for this past weekend, but um, you know, maybe they can set things up with the future, give themselves some track and not make a rash decision. But so we get to see Pittman for at least one more year um, at, at the helm of Arkansas. Yeah. And we love him. Don't we folks? He, seem, we he seems he seems like a generally nice fella. He is. Um, he's definitely been a, a great addition for that school. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to the week 12 recap. Um Yes, yes. Little light <laughs> overall, I would say. Yeah, there weren't um, that many good ones there. I mean, there were some close games here and there, but oof, man. 
Yeah, I would say the game that had the most hype going in, Washington-Oregon State, yes. absolutely lived up to it. This game was fantastic, an awesome college football game. It was mm-hmm. played in an absolute monsoon. Um, we had, I mean, the Washington had, like, Dylan Johnson broke an absolutely massive run for the Huskies. And then got the, just like, the, yeah, the ball was, like, greased with butter. It was so wet. Um <laughs> Yeah, it just flew out of his hands. Um, yeah, Washington ends up winning 2020. Uh, like I said, great back and forth game. Um, Pac 12 outside in the elements. Um, That's, um... And the, you know what this made me think of is sorry to cut you off, is the next year we could have a, a Florida, a Florida State, a Southern team going up to Oregon or what have you. And this is a playoff game. And this is three weeks later. What if all that rain was snow? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's personally, that's, that's something I, that's a fringe benefit of the 12 team playoff. I'm really excited for is yeah. the December games on campus in the weather. Um, the atmosphere at Oregon state was, was phenomenal. Yes. Uh, even though, even though game day wasn't there, um, I thought it was, they really showed out and it was a pretty fitting end. Um, you know, obviously they saw another big one this weekend, but uh, a nice send off for Corvallis in, in the pack 12, um, so, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed watching this game. Um, I'm starting to have a lot of questions about Washington as a legitimate contender, but I, I don't have to worry about that right now. Yeah, um, this kind of happened. We, we kind of called it where there was going to be a close game and there was going to be a big play by Penix to steal this game, which happened on that like big first down um, to basically the, a Dunze, the only receiver who could get open all night. Um, that kid's a dog. Yeah. Um, but I really think that Washington's kind of looked a little shaky ever since beating Oregon. Um, but their defense did a really good job shutting down this Oregon State offense. I mean, they were the Beavers were finding success on the outside uh, zone, kind of running. But all the stuffs and tags for lo- losses uh, made the Beavers kind of forced to put the ball in DJU's hands and just Braylon Trice and – Cornerback Jabbar Muhammad just like rendered the pass protection and the passing game useless. So yeah. like that big safety they had in this game was the margin of the score too, which you know was huge. Um, yeah. But it, it, it was just you know it, it seemed like what Oregon State was going to win this game. Just that sixteen play drive that lasted ten minutes, and they followed up the field goal to make it twenty two twenty, and. Washington being scoreless in the second half and only having 270 total yards. Um, you would think that, okay, you know, Oregon State should probably win this game, but Washington had a big stop on fourth and five. Game ceiling first down throw by Penix. They escaped this one. They now have four top 25 wins over Oregon, Oregon State, Arizona, Utah. Um, they may not look like the best team in the country, or they may not even look like the best top four like in the top four at times but they keep winning and that's all that matters yeah like you said on the defense they did a really good job this is the second lowest yards per carry damien martinez had at 4.7 which is still pretty good but that shows you how good that kid has been all year um outside of utah who we we hyped up earlier um that's the lowest yards per carry he had Uh, he had he did have two touchdowns but they really limited him his biggest run was 20 yards they didn't let the big play beat them. And to your point, they they made DJU try to beat them. And he, and he couldn't do it, especially. No. I don't know if he could have done it in perfect conditions. He certainly couldn't have done it in that weather. Yeah. Um, 
and you got to feel for Oregon State here. Um, they've lost three games this season by a combined eight points. Ugh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And all their wins have been pretty, I think their closest win, I'm doing some quick math here, was when they beat UCLA by 12. So all their wins are by double digits and their their three losses <laughs> are by eight total points. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I, I especially imagine they want that Wazoo game back uh, given how Washington has looked or Washington state has looked down the stretch. Um, but I mean, eight and three, that's we remember what Oregon state was for Jonathan Smith got there pretty damn good season for the Beavers. Um, I hope they can, they can figure out um, what they're going to be in, in the new pack too. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Michigan 31, Maryland 24. I didn't really expect this game to be much of anything. I was, it was 16 to three after the first quarter. And it was like, all right, this one is, is over. Maryland looked completely out of sorts. Um, there's a punt block. Uh, they look like they couldn't really move the ball. Uh, it was really, really strange. They couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Uh, 0.5 yards per carry. Um, that's not going to win you any ball games, but Michigan would not let them go away. They were determined to keep them in the game. Um, and ultimately, the Michigan defense stood tall. They got a safety in the fourth quarter, shut the game down. But I don't know. I'm going to be honest. The way McCarthy has played the past two weeks is really concerning. Me. It's very concerning. Like, is, I feel like maybe I'm making this up or just confusing it with last year. Um, does he, is he hurt? His past two games, he's 19 for 31, 201 yards. I think something's going – it's it's either he's hurt, um, maybe Harbaugh when he's coaching on the sideline, he plays better, that, or it's a combination of both. Um, but, yeah, he, he's not he's not looking his greatest. Uh, 20, 12 of 23 for 141, and he threw a pick in the end zone in this game. Yeah. Um. Also losing Roman Wilson, not great. Um, there is – it's not good to look this vulnerable going into their biggest game of the season at all. It um, really isn't. And the way- I want Michigan to win that game, but I don't think they can. With how they're playing right now, Ohio State may come out on top this weekend. Yeah, and we'll we'll certainly talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, yeah, like Michigan is stumbling down the stretch here. Um, obviously, they might be a little distracted, but uh, if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm I'm pretty concerned about this. Um, and this is just another, like I said, another sloppy. Uh, and and that's the the thing I think is that Michigan, when they've struggled in the past, they've just maybe the offense couldn't get going. There have been a few mistakes on defense, but the sloppiness that really found its way into this game. Um, maybe it's a little head spot. Um, like you said, no hard on the sidelines, but concerning, concerning. It's like the Wolverines had a defensive touchdown this game and, um, I believe a safety. Yep. And they won the turnover battle three to one. Like, why was this so close? It shouldn't have been, um, big yikes. They were just, like I said, determined to let Maryland stay in the game. Yeah. Very kind of them, senior day for Maryland. Um, you know, very nice of Michigan to let them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just 291 yards total yards on offense for Michigan. Four of 13 on third down. That's not you're you're not going to win on Saturday like that. Um, all right, Arizona 42, Utah Utah 18. We we did briefly touch on this. Um, 
just really, you know, as banged up as Utah was, it's a hell of a win by Arizona. And like, what a season by Arizona. I know Fafida has been like an absolute revelation at quarterback for them. Um, Came into this game again, 22 of 30, 253, two touchdowns, hyper efficient, um, 97.6 QBR. Uh, The ground game was effective, if not explosive. And they just took care of business in this game. Um, It was never in doubt. Uh, Jumped out to a 21-0 lead. And yeah, I mean, what can you say? Just just handle just handle their business, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a fifth straight win, um, and probably the most impressive they've had yet. And it's I think it's the first time they've had one five straight since 1998. Um, so Jed, yeah, uh, Jed has really done something down there. Um, and I, I I actually like I'm pretty excited to see if they can continue this momentum next year and like make a big splash in the top 25 yeah. um, because they're, they're recruiting pretty well and it's not a lot of people are realizing what's happening, but they are showing up. Okay. I was like, how did this team lose to Mississippi state? It's because Jaden Delora threw four interceptions. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. Um, but Hey, that's probably SEC's best out of conference win. So good for them. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, quick hits. You can talk about it a little bit. Uh, last week, a certain co-host on the show uh, said Tennessee stinks, has no business being ranked, um, has absolutely no shot in this game against Georgia, and that extremely handsome co-host was proven 100% correct. Um, Joe Milton was awful. Uh, yes, he was. Tennessee had one big play at the beginning of the game. And yes, they it. did. First play, 75-yard touchdown. You're like, I oh, certainly shit. didn't want to put a gun to my mouth. And they're like, uh-oh, they're <laughs> in trouble. That was over 50% of Milton's passing yards for the day. Um, Yeah, I was in Nashville, and I was in that. They, the bar still has their own little bar down there. Um, and it was I was surprised because I think it would be most, mostly out-of-towners. Um, there were a lot of Tennessee fans in there, and then when that touchdown happened, it was very loud, and then the bar blasted Rocky Top, and I wanted to jump off the second story uh, balcony. Yeah. Um, but then I realized that Georgia has allowed the last like five teams to score first against them, so I was like, whatever, we're good. And then Carson Beck basically, you know, it, Carson Beck put the team on his back in this game. I mean, he's he's looking better every week. The accuracy has been there all season, but his processing decision-making is getting better week by week. Um, I mean, he made plays under pressure. He drove the ball down the field when the running game was sputtering. They'd look great. Um, That's my only takeaway is that the turnaround, Georgia's done. The beginning of the year, they looked not good. They did not look like they should be in the top four. Um, in the past few weeks, they have really turned it on of late. Like they are, they look like they're the number one team in the country right now. Yeah, they're just fattening up on the bad SEC teams. I get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Um, yeah, but I mean that, that that's absolutely the biggest takeaway. Like you said, I mean perfectly put. Yeah, this Georgia offense just did not look serious enough, especially given how explosive your Washington, your Florida States, your Michigan, your Ohio States looked. You're like. Georgia, even if they just they can't score 20 <laughs> against yeah. these guys. But, yeah, I think that concern has been tamped down quite a bit. And, um, you know, they'll kill Georgia Tech this weekend. And, and you know, I'll come down to the Alabama game. Um, so, yeah. Hey, good for them. 
Um, all right, let's get to you. I mean, are there any other games you want to highlight? Um, uh, I mean, like the only other like games I can think of that were interesting was probably both um, Louisville, Miami and Florida, uh, um, Missouri. Oh, we'll, Those are just close we'll, we'll games. Save, we'll save the Florida, Missouri talk for a little bit later. Okay. Um, yeah, Louisville, Miami was interesting. Mario Cristobal kind of blew it at the end. That was a fun game. A lot of big plays. Um, absolutely no one showed up for that game. Nope. Um, they got, Miami's got to figure Like that stadium, I, I looked it up, is 39 miles away from campus. <laughs> like I get it. You're just like, oh, it's, you know. <laughs> Miami, the U, the Orange Bowl, the whole the whole thing, but like you're not the U anymore and you haven't been for going on twenty years. Um you gotta figure something out because no one wants to go to that. There's no one wants to wants to drive forty five minutes, that's without traffic, um to watch Mario Cristobal mess up a late game situation. Like it's just not worth it. There's a lot, a lot of better things to do in Miami. Um Yeah. Uh I would but, not go to games if it was that far out. Yeah, and like if you're a player or recruit, like top ten matchup in the ACC, and there's two thousand people there or whatever, like it's a bad look. Um, and if I was a recruit, I probably would go to Florida or Florida State. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at that. Uh, hell, you know, even UCF packs them in. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They they, they got to figure that out. All right, let, let's get to studs and duds. Patrick, who is your stud? My stud originally was going to be Frank Harris of UTSA, just six total touchdowns on the day, both run, uh, rushing and throwing. But then yeah. I remembered uh, Jaden Daniels, um, yeah. 25 for 30, 413 yards, six touchdowns in the air, and then he added two more touchdowns on the ground on 96 yards and 10 carries. They, I like, I don't, I, I don't get. Um, why people are going back and forth on Bo Nix and Michael Penix on Heisman when Jaden Daniels is throwing a showcase week in, week out. Um, they play in a real conference. There, I sure. Oh, it yeah. could be, uh, yeah, yeah, it could be We're that. Ramping um, it up. <laughs> uh, I, dude, it just like the, the, the stats he's doing, the numbers he's putting up is insane, even though they're eight and three, which probably affects most Heisman voters. Cause Oh, he's not a, you know, they're not a winner. Right. Yeah. But when he, like when he, he's on every weekend, it's, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, kids, kids an absolute monster and does, does deserve the Heisman to be clear. Yeah. Um, my stud, um, actually maybe this guy deserves the Heisman, uh, Sam Hartman. For oh. um, hmm. remember all that talk. That was a, a fun couple weeks. Um, <laughs> 21 of 29, 277, four touchdowns. Um, the absolute straight away forest. Um, this is one of those games. The thing that Notre Dame might be the best at is bludgeoning a bad ACC team at home. And boy, did they uh, in this game. Hartman was, was hyper efficient. He looked like the quarterback we thought he was going to be. And he did it all against his old friends. That was fun. Um, that was just uh, that was just nice to see for me personally. My own mental health <laughs> was seeing Sam Hartman score a bunch of points. Um, my all right, my dad is the is the SEC, um, the Uh-oh. whole league. Uh oh, wait, wait, is this about a certain team? Is this it's- about a certain team that lost by a lot to a really bad team? 
Well, you know, they didn't do themselves any favors. I'll say that. But uh, the way the league handled himself this past weekend, um, Missouri needing a huge late game kick to beat Florida. That's embarrassing. Um, that Florida team is absolutely awful. Uh, Ole Miss sleepwalked against UL Monroe for the first half. Um, Texas A&M only beat Abilene Christian 38 to 10. Kentucky, South Carolina was just a slap fight in the worst possible way. Uh, Rattler lit it up for 207 for the Gamecocks. Uh, and Kentucky just couldn't bother to score more than, than two touchdowns. Um, I mean, good Lord, just Devin Leary is horrific. Um, well, um, while we're talking about this, mm-hmm. this is perfect with my stud, the entire Auburn Tigers. Oh, team. did something happen? I, I didn't have uh, my rundown. What happened there? New Mexico, New Mexico State Aggies beat them 31 to 10. Um, no, sure, no, Patrick, this happens every November around this time of year. You see a score on the bottom line. That must have been a basketball score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bad G5 school. Oh, wait, what's this? 31 10. Um, Peyton Thorne, barely 150 yards, looked awful. The entire rushing game, um, 65 yards, 2.5, an average. Like, holy smokes, what happened here? Four sacks for New Mexico State. Here's Uh, a fun, here's a little fun fact for you, too. Uh, the last team to blow out, uh, um, Hugh Freeze at Liberty. New Mexico yeah. State. Oh. And here, here, here they are coming oh, to good old Auburn getting paid what? 1.5? Is either 1.5 yeah. or 3.5 million dollars yeah, to million. clap them cheeks. Like, <laughs> yikes, dude. This game, we've seen upsets before where crazy plays happen, this, that, and the other thing. You're like, oh, there's a bad call, crazy bounce. That's why the upset happened. Absolutely not the case here. Auburn was. Two of ten on third down. Oh, baby, that good? Yeah. Low score. <laughs> uh, total yards two thirteen for Auburn. Yep. You know, in you know, like we said earlier, turnovers can play a big part of this. There were no turnovers in this game. New Mexico State whipped their ass in the game of football. The yep. game is about blocking and tackling, and New Mexico State was better at it than Auburn was. How much are they paying Hugh Freeze a year? I'll tell you, $6.5 million to spend $1.5 million on losing to New Mexico State. Hey, at least he's a, at least he's a, at least he's a good guy who everyone loves. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, we could just segue into... He's, he's a clown. He's a we clown. can we can segue our way to both of our fire his ass, which is yeah. Hugh Freeze, you it's absolute Freeze. buffoon. Yeah, moron. I all right, what, what do you what do you think Brian Harson's worst loss at Auburn was? Possibly. Ah, uh, dude. I I can't even like to be honest. His whole tenure was a blur to me. Okay, I'll tell. He had two years at Auburn. Not even. I guess a year and a half. Twenty two, twenty one. Yeah, 21 and 22. Uh, let's see. They lost to number – okay, his losses, number 10, Penn State, number two, Georgia, number 14, Texas A&M. Um, Mississippi State, not great. Yeah, you no bad that, losses. But, yeah, you know what? They're, you lost to Mississippi State by nine points. That's a, that's a tough one, dude. 
Um, oh, let's see. He played a, a bozo uh, FPS team. Oh, he 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 won that game. That's crazy. Oh, here we go. See, Western oh, he Kentucky. beat Western Kentucky. Oh, right huh. before the Alabama game. Surely he was probably distracted at that point too. I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> I mean, Alabama coming up the next week. Oh, he won forty-one to seventeen. What yeah. like just whatever happened to Hugh Freeze, man? Uh, he, he, he was like the coach that won back to back against Alabama, won a Sugar Bowl for Ole Miss, and then got, decided I'm gonna text some ladies on my phone real quick. He got he got he got lucky is what yeah happened. okay yeah and he's a sanctimonious dickhead yep but hey anytime you can lose to the team that lost to UMass at home you absolutely have to do it this isn't a sneaky good G five team this isn't a Houston this isn't a, a Western Michigan even from a few years ago when Fleck had him going this is a pretty good. Cusa team, which is the worst league in the FBS by a pretty wide margin. Yeah. And you, uh, yeah, you got beat worse than Louisiana Tech did. Oh. Oof. Yeah, I mean, great. Say in the SEC all you want, dude. What an absolutely embarrassing loss. Yeah, that's um, probably the worst in years for Auburn. And Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, so naturally they'll beat Bama, right? Like naturally everyone will write them off and they'll, you know, Ironbow win at home. We can skip ahead previewing that game if you want because the line on that game is 14 and a half, which makes absolutely yeah. no sense. That's crazy. <laughs> the way Alabama's been playing? No, yeah. dude. And the way I is just Is that like watched- a lock of the week? It- Alabama by two touchdowns, more than two touchdowns? I'm put, thinking yes. Put the kids' college fund on it. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like you said, Alabama knows they if they want to sneak their way into the playoff, they're going to need style points because the league is down. You know, outside of my jokes, the league is down. Um, so you know, anytime you can walk into the snake pit of Jordan Hare Stadium, where they anytime you can only lose to South or New Mexico State by three touchdowns, it's a tough place to play. Um, what are we doing here? I mean, Peyton Thorne was so bad, and he's going to do better against Alabama's defense somehow. Never know. Rivalry game. All stats yeah. out the window. Throw those records out. Yeah, um, throw, throw the records gone. They're out of here. Yeah, that's – No. That's, that I, this doesn't make much They're going to get cooked. It's not going to be fun. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to beat him down. And to your point about Hugh Freeze beating Saban a few times, he sold himself to Auburn apparently on the fact that he can beat Saban. Yeah. Um, so it'll be funny. If I if I know if I know Nick, I, I feel like he might not take too kindly to freeze uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a uh, a biblical ass beating. And then on the flip side, biblical. if Val Mamma loses to this team, ooh, frauds, bozos, the whole league, throw them out. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good, an absolute, it would be like now. I want Auburn to win. Just it'd oh be God. so funny. Can you imagine if Nick Saban lost to this Auburn team? I gotta have it. You know the takes coming out of Tuscaloosa are going to be fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. But that's like a five percent chance of happening, if that. Yeah. What you know, college football gods? I pray to you. I always want chaos. Yeah. Give it to me. I mean, it'd be funny if Georgia Tech upset Georgia. <laughs> Ooh, that would be very funny, but we I like to at least keep these grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, let's, I mean, let's get to the week 13 preview. Let's do it, baby. Um, little, I don't know. This game is sort of flying under the radar a little bit. Obviously, like Oregon State, Oregon, Florida State, Florida, Alabama, Auburn's taking up a, a lot of the oxygen. There's a little game being played in Ann Arbor, noon on Fox. Ohio State at Michigan, kind of two smaller programs on the way, on their way up. Um, I mean, Patrick, do you hear that? That's is that Gus Johnson? It's Maserati Marv. <laughs> ah, Maserati Marv. Joel Clap. <laughs> yeah, uh, this game is going to be fun as hell. Um, the game's yeah, always great. You know, having Gus and Joel on this call, this is this is like his Super Bowl. Um, Michigan at. A four-point favorite here. I'm taking Ohio State in the points just because it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like Michigan did last year on Ohio State. Um, JJ McCarthy is playing through something. Not having Roman Wilson, and they lost probably two of the best offensive linemen last week. It's not going to be great, but um, Michigan's defense is really good. and They'll make some big plays here, but Ohio State seems to be the more complete team here, even though their offensive production on the road is a bit of a concern, but they've turned on of late with Travion Henderson coming back and being healthy. And he's been a difference maker the past few weeks for the Buckeyes. As much as I would love to see Michigan beat Ohio state without Jim Harbaugh. So all those suck fans can, you know, blame the cheating scandal again. Um, I think the Ohio state is going to win this one. Um, yeah. I to your point, Ladarius Henderson, that lineman is coming back for Michigan. I think that's really big because I do think that's part of the reason why McCarthy has struggled slash the coaching staff hasn't given him too much to do. I mean, we saw it against Penn State. He dropped back for like two drives and they're like, that's not happening. So let's just yeah. run the ball a bunch. Um but to your point, he's he's going to need to make a play. Um, sort of similar to how McCord has played this year, where most of the time you can rely on your, on your talent on the run game. You can play quorums uh, or on a high state side, you know, trading on Henderson, as you said, but eventually you got to make a play as the quarterback. You have to um, right. Kyle McCord has the benefit of our dear friend, Maserati Marv, but JJ McCarthy doesn't have that guy. Uh, so he's going to have to do more. And I have not seen that, that, Ability, especially in in November. Um, So I'm really concerned about that. Do I think Michigan could still win this game by just playing bully ball, making Ohio State? They could. Man on man. Absolutely. They could. But I've seen Marvin Harrison play football. I've seen Emeka Ibuka play football. Jacob Stover at tight end for Ohio State. Like They got dogs all over the place there. Michigan needs some of their skill position guys, their pass catchers rather, to make a play. Um, I'm sure Corum can do well, but again, only 3.4 yards per carry against Maryland. Granted, Maryland gave Ohio State a, a few problems on the running attack as well. But I don't know. I don't know. Ohio State's defense is very, very good. It might be the best in the country, frankly. Um, Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, they had their struggles last year. Uh, but they've really put the clamps down on every series opponent they've played. 
Um, I saw it in person or not in person, but when they, I watched my team play them um, earlier this year, that's a really good defense. They have studs at all levels. You yeah. Dials at safety. You got uh, Eichenberg at linebacker. You got JT at, at, at uh, edge there. And I think Ohio state's skill position guys is ultimately going to win out here. Um, unless Ryan day is scared of the moment. So, which he has been in the past. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ohio State's defense is so good, they made Notre Dame's defense forget to put on 12 men on the field. Um, All 11, some might say. Yeah. That was me hiding under my desk waiting for Ned to throw something at me there. Yeah, 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 shut <laughs> up. Um, okay, so, yeah, I, I just, just ultimately I, I think that the Buckeyes are going to win. Um but I'm putting it at like 52, 48. I think this is going to be an absolute classic. Um, yeah. So. And we talk, we talk about the Alabama Auburn hating thing. Oh my God. I'm spinning this any way I want to. If Michigan wins this game, Ryan day one, can't win the big one again, three straight losses. They don't have the sign stealing thing to fall back on it and claim be like, Oh, you're just stealing our signs. Harbaugh's not even there. So you lost to a interim OC. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. The Hayden is going to be good. Yeah. that's Michigan loses this game. Uh, your greatest achievements of the past two years are completely fraudulent. Jim Harbaugh's a fraud. He's going to leave for the NFL. Um, Ohio State owns you. Yep. I mean, it's going to be pretty nice. All those lawyers are going to be pretty upset. Uh, I will get a text from my Uncle Mike about this. My Uncle Mike, I know you're listening. What can I say? It's funny. Um <laughs> But how about this one? Which now I, I thought of this scenario the other day. We get a little chaos outside in the Pac-12 and the ACC, what have you? Um, Ohio State, and Michigan, both getting. Ohio State beats Michigan, beats Iowa. They get in the playoff. Michigan gets in the playoff. Michigan beats Georgia or, or what have you. They meet in the national title game. Michigan beats Ohio State, but Jim Harbaugh's on the sidelines this time. Oh, yeah. Now that's very Oh, yeah. The meltdown would be for real. Yeah. So that might be better. Uh, Basically, at this point, uh, yeah, Ohio State, you've won enough national titles. You can get to the back of the line in general. But uh, I think I'm just going to root for what's funnier. And either way, it's going to be pretty funny, I think. So uh, going to be a good game. Going to be a great game. I mean. Absolute classic. Um, if only we could get the snow from a couple years ago. Absolutely magical. Um, would love to have that again. But uh, let me pull up the weather forecast real quick. I don't think we're going to have a similar situation. It's going to be cold as a motherfucker, but it was not. there's not going to be uh, no precipitation, it looks like. It is, yep, just going to be real cold. So a little wind, so maybe that might that might help Michigan uh, if this has to turn into a ground and pound game. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, I really like that they did this. Uh, this is one of those things that I really like about week one and I really like about week 13 is that they spread it out over the whole weekend, so you're able mm-hmm. to watch a lot more good football. Um, yes. And maybe teams you haven't been able to focus on as much. Um, and so Friday night at 8.30 on Fox, Oregon State at Oregon, um, just a you know top ten, I guess Oregon State is just outside the top ten right now. Uh, rivalry, last time ever in the Pac-12. Oregon needs to win to keep their playoff hopes alive, keep their Pac-12 title hopes alive. I mean, it's a big ass game. What can you say? Um, 
Oregon State almost knocked off Washington last week. If they could ruin someone who not only is leaving them for for the Big Ten, killed their conference, maybe ruined their football program for decades, it's also your biggest rival. So uh, the energy in this game is going to be insane. It is an Autzen, which is, I think, a big help for Oregon. I don't think they'd want to go into Corvallis right now with ha- the tenor <laughs> around, the, yeah. around the league. Um, but this is going to be a great game. And this is to your point about earlier about Jane Daniels and Bo Nix. This is a chance for Bo Nix, uh, to have that Heisman moment. If you, if you will, a lot of people are going to be watching. Um, yeah. It, I think, um, this game is going to be quite close. Um, Oregon's looked really good lately. Um, they've been looked really fantastic. I mean, this is, this is a chance for them to make the playoffs. And, um, well, speaking is actually, this is breaking, but speaking of Washington did make the top four, uh, I, Florida actually, State is five. I'm looking at this right now. Um, how is Tennessee still ranked? Twenty first. <laughs> what? Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's that's questionable. Um, but yeah, or- Oregon State is going to win this game. Uh, pretty handedly, I th- or not Oregon State. Jesus, Whoa, Oregon. Um, clip it, clip it, yeah, clip it, clip it. Clip it. The Beavers are they're feisty and they make games troublesome for a lot of teams they've played this year. But Oregon has really been clicking. They look fantastic. Um, they're very complete. Bo Nix is going to be a statement game for him, I hope. Um, but if not, it would be very another classic chaos situation. Where it'd be funny to we'll see you now a team leaving the conference and Oregon State just leaves a sour taste in their mouth from just beating them up. Bama's all the way down there at eight. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, ultimately, though, I just don't think Uyangalole is good enough. Um, no. I think Oregon had, can beat you. We talked about this a little bit about when after Utah beat USC going into that game. Oregon will play, spread the ball out like they did against Washington. Oregon to USC, that's no problem with them. They, they can score 40. Yeah. Um, or they'll take you in the back alley and beat you with a wrench. Yeah, like they have that ability to play in in multiple ways. Um, Lanning, I think, is one of the best coaches in the country. Um, Cristobal, before he left, to his credit, really did a good job recruiting the trenches there. Um, they're big, they're mean, and they have the skill position players. I like Oregon a lot in this game. I think Oregon ultimately, like to my point earlier about Alabama having to score st- um, style points and make an impression on the committee. Oregon knows it has to do that as well um, right. because it's, it's going to come down to it. And the guys in, in the committee room are human. So getting a big win against a rival on Friday night, when a, a lot of people are going to be watching, um, I, I think they're going to make a point to run it up. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, I think it's going to be like, Oh boy. That can't it's be- not going to be fun. No Tigers at home. I, it's not going to be a good time. That is the last regular season SEC on CBS game. Oh God! Don't don't bring that up. Last Gary and don't. Brad. Next year they're going to be relegated to calling Rutgers Iowa. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. Um. Yeah, Alabama's going to kill them. I don't. I mean, watch something else at three thirty. I'm looking. Doesn't look like you have a ton of amazing options at three thirty. Um. But yeah, I, I'm actually I've kind of swung back to your side, Patrick. Alabama losing this game would be absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it would. I, I mean, I, I think that's what, that's what you got to hope for. Um, and then they beat Georgia next week to knock the whole conference nope. out of the playoff. Nope. Nope. Oh, is I'm hearing yes. Oh, nope. Interesting. 
Um, yeah, watch watch the battle for Paul Bunyan's ass, Wisconsin, axe. Ash. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Um, that's that might be a better use of your of your three thirty slot there. Um, all right, Florida State, Florida. Obviously, with Travis out and with Graham Mertz out for Florida, um, this game is going to be really weird. It's basically oh, I like, didn't even realize Graham Mertz is out. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if that's confirmed one hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure he's not playing. This is going to be like I think Florida State still has an eighty percent chance of win this game, regardless of who's behind center for them. Oh yeah, significant um, collarbone run injury. He's not playing. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Non-displaced uh, collarbone fracture. This Ooh. kind of change. This, yeah, that sucks. This kind of changes the whole feel of this game. Like, if Jordan Travis is playing this game, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson were going to destroy their ass. Yeah. Um. But. Florida's got some playmakers. Um, Travis Etienne, Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, 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 like they match up like without quarterbacks in this situation, they match up pretty well offensively. But Florida's defense is booty. Like they yeah. they are not good defensively. Um, I think they have allowed about thirty. Over thirty points the past no yeah over thirty points the past four games, um, five and, games. And the way Napier runs that program, if this game is close, they're going to make a mistake. Yeah, he's going to make some dumb special teams yeah. play that's going to just ruin their chances. They're, yeah, they're just not a serious squad. Um, yeah, they they allowed thirty nine points against Arkansas. I mean, kind of says it all right there. Thirty three against Kentucky, um, thirty nine against South Carolina. Yeah, I mean. This, the defense is bad. Um, and I think to, you know, we were talking about earlier, Florida State's just been killing teams. So Tate Roadmaker has gotten a lot of snaps actually. Um, yeah. For the squad. In addition to obviously playing a ton uh, on Saturday. So I think that combined with a whole week of prep, I think it's going to be enough to win the game here. Uh, if not Trey Benson, the running back is really good. I think they have a good rush attack that can probably, they can probably win this game ugly. Right. Uh, if Roadmaker isn't great. But yeah, I mean, Florida could, if there's some big plays, some turnovers, uh, weird bounces, because Florida's fighting for a bowl game. And I think Napier's fighting for perception right now. Um, and he's got to keep that class intact, that, re- that excellent recruiting class they have. They just lost a kid to Georgia um, last week. Yes, they did. And signing day is coming up in, uh, I think, exactly a month from today. Um, they got to keep that class together. And winning a big game of your in state rival is going to go a long way. Getting to a bowl game, getting that bowl game prep, um, because they're not going to be one of the five and seven teams that gets in. So right. getting that extra month of practice, I think it's going to go a long way for twenty four. Um, and so I think winning this game would be really important for Florida's future. Um, so they're going to be desperate in this game, and I think Florida State needs to be ready for that. Um, backup quarterback or not? Yep. Mm-hmm. That game is seven o'clock on ABC, ESPN. Seven o'clock on ESPN. So. That's going to be a fun one. I think that'll be the, the Saturday night game I have locked in. Um, a fun, another fun one at noon. Uh, this might be a dual screen game. So Ohio State, Michigan's a, might take up most of the attention. Uh, Kentucky at Louisville. Uh, yeah. This is noon on ABC. Uh, Louisville has an outside shot at the playoff. And with Travis out now, I think it's better than outside for, um, you know, they are ranked number 10 right now in the latest playoff rankings. Um that pit loss is tough for sure, but 
it, this is a 12 and one team, you know, they, they went, they beat Kentucky. Um, and then they beat Florida state, you know, I don't know. It's, it's something to think about. So their season is certainly not over. I lost Kentucky would certainly end it. So, and this is a real, this is an underrated nasty rivalry game. Yeah. They really do not like each other. Um, yeah, this, I think this will be Louisville. Like has looked kind of shaky of late and, um, you know, rivalry games always bring out the best of both teams. So I, I think this will be a fun one. It'll be a back, a good back and forth. I think. Yeah, they have Louisville has. I'm trying to like compare their schedule with the newest rankings right now. They've got wins over because NC State is ranked now for some reason. Sure. So they've got wins over number 22 uh, and number 18 in Notre Dame. And they could pick up a top five win over Florida State. Yep. They did beat number 20 Duke at the time, too. Beat what? Number 20 Duke at the time when Duke was ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Duke was ranked at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And after Georgia Tech beats Georgia this weekend, they'll probably be ranked. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. If only. Um, and then another thing I'm watching, not one particular game because uh, the tie-breaking scenarios in this league are absolutely insane. Um, the Big 12 title race is – so TCU and Oklahoma play Friday at noon. And then Texas Tech and Texas play Friday night at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Based on how those two games go, uh, you could see some absolute chaos on Saturday. I think, so Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State can all still make the Big 12 championship game. <laughs> so based on various tie-breaking scenarios, and all those teams play, so like I said, Friday Afternoon, Friday night for TCU, Oklahoma, Texas, Tech, Texas. Oklahoma State plays 3.30 on Saturday. Kansas State plays Iowa State 8 o'clock on Fox on Saturday. So each subsequent window will make the picture a little more clear. And we could ultimately have a a battle for a spot in the Big 12 title game cap our Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Let's see if, if I can find the tweet here. The Big 12 has spoken. It's four, you know, four slides on Twitter trying to explain the conference scenarios. Here's just a little sliver. I'm not going to read you this entire thing because it barely makes sense to even me, and I'm looking at it. Um, if Texas Tech wins on Friday, the following scenarios apply surrounding Big 12 matchups on Saturday. No team can clinch a bid to the championship until Saturday. <laughs> if Texas loses on Friday... And two or three two-loss teams win amongst Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on Friday and or Saturday. There will be three or four teams tied for both championship berths. Multiple scenarios exist in this circumstance contingent on which teams remain in the tiebreaker pool. Simple. It's easy. So what do they like go off in that situation? They go off of like points four like in the conference? I like. I, I think what happens is it's like, you do head to head until okay. someone's eliminated, like of the five teams. Yeah, and then once you knock out the fifth place team, then you do head to head among the four teams, mm-hmm. and, and so eventually the 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 scenarios, and then I guess I go to point differential. I've like the Big Twelve will be releasing updated tiebreaker scenarios after every window of games. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely can't wait. It's Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and the ACC, I think it's clear now with Louisville and Florida State both winning. 
Um, at one point, there was going to be an obscure computer rating that would have been the final tiebreaker. <laughs> and no oh, one God. quite knew what it was. Like it wasn't your SP plus, your FPI, or even the old BCS formula. It was just some guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got to have it. Right. Um, okay. We got some bowl eligibility rivalries as well. Like all these games have, have stakes in terms of which team is going to get to go to a bowl Thursday night, Ole Miss at Mississippi state. Big one uh, egg bowl. Yeah. The egg bowl always crazy. Um, Mississippi state's only a 10 point favorite. And this is in Starkville. Um, you think, do you think the bulldogs get the interim coach bounce? Uh, I, Probably not. I think Ole Miss is too good to let that happen. Um, but th- this game is always some crazy shit happening. Um, I'm hoping for another dog piss taunt celebration. That would be oh, very yeah. funny in this game. That would cost some a, a certain team a loss. Um, but I, I think Ole Miss is probably going to win this one. Uh, even though Mississippi State is one win away from bowl eligibility, I'm yeah. going to give it to Ole Miss here. Yeah, Ole Miss seems a little checked out. Um, given how they start against you all Monroe, but I think they know if they win, they'll make a new year six bowl pretty comfortably. So mm-hmm. I think they will be focused And Mississippi state just isn't quite feisty enough for me to think they have a chance here. Um, in addition to the interim coach thing, I, I think this is just a little bit too much of a disjointed squad right now. Yeah. Um, for a lot of our listeners, the Commonwealth cup Virginia tech UVA big um, game, big game tech wins. They go back to a bowl. Um, that was a team for a really long time where making a bowl game was the standard. Uh, I think they had the longest streak in the country at one point. And now they haven't been back in like five years, I want to say. Um, so this is a pretty big game for them for, for pride to show that he's got the squad going in the right direction. Um, and, but this is in Charlottesville. Tech is only a field goal favorite. Uh, I think this can be a really fun game. And I yeah, think- like if, if we if we predicted Tech to be bowl eligible this season, we kind of would have laughed it off because of the time Grant Wells, the quarterback, they just didn't look as be- yeah. they didn't look as much better than they did last year. But they've really turned around this year with you know um, drones at quarterback. Um, UVA, they did just beat Duke, um, but that Duke was playing with like a third string quarterback. Um, yeah, I, they I think just. One of the situations similar to Tech, I mean, without the bowl, UVA wins this game, given that they just beat Duke, given how the year started for them and kind of how they looked. Um, I mean, just like the 0-5 start to pull it out and go 4-3 and down the stretch. I think that's going to feel really good. Yeah. Um, especially when you only lost to JMU by one point, the, the, the mighty Dukes. Yeah. Um, and you're in Charlottesville. Like, yeah. Honestly, like I mean, I'm, this is just me just talking to my ass, but it's in the sixty-five dollars a ticket, Ned. I don't know. Like, it would be kind of. Right. I mean, it'd be pretty funny to watch Virginia just ruin Tech's bowl hopes, but not a long drive. Not yeah. a long drive at all. Do I really want to watch Alabama kill Auburn that badly? Mm. A, a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got Tech in that game, but I, I yeah. think. There are a lot of sort of I, – I think Michigan-Ohio State is obviously one of the biggest games of the year. This is probably going to be the most watched college football game of all time because, uh, it, because one, it's already like every single year it's up there. Yeah. It's a big-ass game in terms of just on strictly on the field. Yeah. Plus the sign-stealing scandals and stuff like that, I think we're going to see an eye-popping number come out. Yeah. And – 
But I think because that game is sucking up so much oxygen, uh, you know, your your classic rivalries, you know, Iron Bowl isn't doesn't have as much juice this year. I think these kind of like like lower, a little more regional rivalries are going to give us some really good games um, on Saturday. Tech right. UVA, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Illinois. Um, that's another bowl eligibility game right there. Northwestern, both those games are. Wisconsin is six and five. Minnesota needs to win at home to make a bowl game. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty big rivalry as well. Um, Northwestern, Illinois, Northwestern has had an absolutely phenomenal year. David Braun got the job. Can they knock off their in-state rival and keep them out of a bowl? Like, uh, you know, I think this stuff matters uh, ultimately. And even if it's not going to, you know, make the ESPN top 25 rankings, this is what makes college football great. And that, that, I mean, that's what I'm truly excited for. Yeah. Um, e- even down in the, in the Sun Belt, you got ULL, ULM, um, La Monroe was absolutely awful this year, zero and seven in, in the league. But the Raging Cajuns need a win to make, get bowl eligible. You think Terry Bad wouldn't like to p- poke him in the eye? That would be pretty nice. Yeah, um, Clemson, South Carolina. We might be having a cock a cockvember to remember. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this would this would be like as kind of bad as South Carolina season has been. It'd be a nice. More, I mean, victory for them to end the season, just, you know, ruining Clemson again. But uh, Clemson has um, looked very good the past three weeks. And, or not like, you know, the Clemson standard, but way better than they did when Tyler from Spartanburg called. Um, you think- and they remember last year's game. So, I, I mean, I don't think South Carolina is going to do it this year. Do you think Tyler from Spartanburg was a plant? I, when that first came out, I thought it was like third eye opening. Like, this is just something to just rile up the squad, rile up the team. I could see it. I think I'm saying yes. I think we need yeah. to check. Is he, the, is he the, the cousin of a wide receivers coach or something like mm-hmm. that? I don't know. I've got my eyes on that. And then late night, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I'm so tired. I need to go to bed. This is the last regular season week of, of the year. 10 30. ESPN Cal at UCLA. Yep. Enjoy it, folks. You Cal, you want some steaks? Cal's five and six. Um, they need they need this this win to make a bowl game. UCLA, if they lose this game, they might fire Chip Kelly. So we got steaks on both sides. Yeah, um, we do. I think there's going to be a lot of games to watch um, throughout the day. That I, I would say this is a weekend when you really need to keep the phone on. Check the scores, flip around, see what because I think you're going to see some pretty crazy endings. Yeah, um, outside outside of your name brands, and I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is the best week of the year. I'm I'm, I'm really stoked. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I think I've talked more in this episode than the past month combined. Um, I'm fired up. I I, I can't wait. Are, are there any other games you're uh, you got your eye on? Um, uh, I think we covered like a majority of. The good shit this weekend. Um, what about the bad shit? The what bad about, shit. What about Friday at noon on CBS? No. Nebraska, yeah. Iowa? Yes. Mm. <laughs> the total on this game is the lowest in history. 27 and a half. Mm-mm, 26 and a half now. Oh, that's right. It did go down a point. Give me the slop. I need it. I want yeah. the slop. <laughs> Like just oh, you, you you know you have your leftover uh, Thanksgiving sandwich that you're probably going to stack. 
Oh, yeah. Throw on this game, scarf it down, take mm-hmm. a big nap. You wake up. It's somehow still the second quarter. Yeah. Seven to three. <laughs> Some bullshit. Yeah. Six, it's it's probably seven, like it's, three to two. It's been three to two for six hours. You're yeah. trapped. You can't get out. You can't get out. I Yeah. You'll, you'll never get out. I can't wait. Uh, that game is going to be absolutely vile. Um, and that's a, another game from Nebraska. going to be playing desperate. Uh, and Iowa doesn't know how to play not absolute uh, rock fights. So that one's going to get a little crazy. 32 and cloudy. I need a little precipitation. Um, I feel like most of the country is getting this rain we're getting today. I put that on Saturday. Make it yeah. sloppy. Um, all right. Let's get some listener questions and we'll let y'all get out of here. Um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition that, that comes to us from our friend Anna? Uh, Man, my favorite Thanksgiving tradition, probably, I made it for you the other weekend, um, is just getting up early, probably throwing on the Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, and having like an incredible breakfast casserole that my family makes. That, oh, it's just one of my, we only have it twice a year, and I, I love it so much. I could do without the parade. Who cares? Yeah, it's just, it's a nice like background yeah. um, thing going on. I'm one of those run on Thanksgiving morning type of guys Mm -hmm. um, because there's nothing like running for 20 minutes where you're like, I can eat 7,000 calories. I've earned it. (laughs) Yes. True. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and work up that appetite over the years. Sometimes I've been like, you know, not in the best shape. I'll run like a mile and be like, yeah, I can start drinking beers right now. Mm -hmm. I've earned it. I've Um, earned it. Yeah, that's something that I always like. Uh, yeah. It, it just sets the tone for the day. Right. And then, of course, rooting against Dallas on Thanksgiving is, 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 is always, always great. Even though we're average. probably going to get smacked, but it's always great. Yeah. Normally, I don't have a dog in the fight so much. Not This is an NFL podcast now. Not going to go so great for the commies on, no. uh, on, thir- on Thursday afternoon, I don't think. But they really all. need to get... They need to put like a division two playoff game Thursday afternoon. Just That'd be so nice. us, us commies fans. Put the Montana state Montana game on there. Yeah. Just, just something. Yeah. Put, yeah. The FCS bracket is out. Come on. Just, just, just give us a little something to take the mind off. Yep. Um, who is actually, we got this question from two people, which I thought was interesting. When you're cooking the stuffing or the dressing, as it's called in some places, does it go, do you put it in the bird or no? As a family, we put it in the bird. Um, in the bird, see, I, that's an. But I'm, a, I'm an out. Of, I'm an out of the bird type of guy. Out of the bird is great too. I don't so think I there's it. a wrong way to make stuffing. Um, but in the bird, we get like a little bit of crispiness and like it's a little bit more moist. But we can always throw it in the oven and the broiler for a little bit to get that crispiness to it. But yeah, I like it either way. I love stuffing. So it like there's no unless you like really fuck up stuffing, like do some weird mm. shit to it. Um, I love it. Like it's going to be great. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. Uh, I, I go out of the bird because I just want that crispiness. I don't want to even bother with the with the moistness of the bird. And I feel like it could have negatively affect the cooking temperature on the turkey itself. I don't know. I feel like you're you're introducing into a lot of mechanisms, yeah, into the whole thing that that could uh, ca- cause some problems there. Um, all right, our last question comes from our friend Nick, 
And he says, who is the next coach to get stuffed, a.k.a. fired? Uh, I, a lot I, of coaches have already been fired already. So it's, it's I mean, if, if, UCA, if UCLA loses, it's going to be Chip Kelly. I've, um, I've got an under-the-radar one here. Yeah. Um, and it's because they this team plays at noon on Friday. Stan Drayton at Temple. Um, okay, yeah. That team is horrible. <laughs> uh, and I know he's only been there for, I think this is his second year. Um, yeah. But that th- this team is bad, man. Um, and it just seems like it's not working out at all. Um, the team just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, they're they're one and six in the league. I think Temple could make the move. And like I said, that's my pick because it's of the time of day of of that game. Um, similarly, th- Joe Joe Moorhead at Akron. Um, yeah, that's another game that kicks off noon on CBS. So what about um, Daniel Holgerson? Oh yeah, he's getting his like that's fired. another matchup where UCS fighting for a bowl game, and then Houston sitting there, but. Uh, if they go four and eight, I have a feeling Dana's not going to be around next year. I think I think he's getting that ass fired, win or lose. Yeah. Okay. Done. So yeah, that that's a good one, and I think they they'll, they'll probably make the move in the locker room. They'll probably be like the guy the guy kneels down, everyone starts jogging on the field, someone will just grab him and just drag him into a back room and fire him. Yeah. But he doesn't even get to shake Mel's on his hand. Right. Um, yeah, I, I've heard from a few podcasts that there's going to be a lot of movement in the MAC this year. Um. So I don't know. Keep an eye yeah. out. If, if you know someone who's a Mac coach, you know, tell them maybe don't get the extra big tree this year for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. I, I think Dan, I think Dan is a great pick. I, I think, I think he, he's getting fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Saban after he loses to Ooh, yeah. Auburn, he's going to retire. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, what can, like I said a million times, this is the best week of the year. Uh, go out and enjoy it. Um, Bowling Green is up 10, nothing on Western Michigan right now. Maxion Tuesday, Maxion. Mm. Uh, we love to see it. Yeah. After this, we'll, we'll be back next week for conference championship preview. We'll do a bowl game preview. We'll do a playoff preview while the regular season may be ending. We still got quite a bit of football left. Yeah. Um, if you're getting desperate, I know Army Navy Week is always a little grim. Get some, pull up ESPN Plus, watch some FCS playoffs, watch some D2 playoffs, watch some D3 playoffs. Yeah. Um, there are a few, you know, local team Randolph Macon still in it. Um, knocked off CNU last week, and they're hosting another playoff game. Um, be a real shame if they lost. I hate to see it. Hate to see it. Uh, all right, we'll see everyone next week. Good dogs.